You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. Today is our 500th show. Think about that. We've done 500 episodes in just under two years of this podcast and not slowing down anytime soon. We'll talk a little bit about that. I also need to talk about a statement put out by BYU yesterday amidst all of the issues going on around the country. We'll talk about that. also need to get to our player countdown series. Number 93, some star defensive linemen squaring off. We'll talk about the greatest player to wear that number in BYU football history, as well as a transfer portal update for both men's basketball and and football with a player departing, it appears, in the NCAA transfer portal. So a busy, busy Tuesday here on the podcast, and it is all brought to you today by our title sponsor, and that's our good friends at Built Bar. I say this once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, save yourself $10 on your first order. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Rock Auto, a new sponsor here on the podcast. We'll tell you about them as today's show rolls on as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 2nd, 2020. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast with us here on Locked On Cougars. As I just mentioned, today marks the 500 episode mark for the podcast. Fascinating to think we've been doing the podcast this long, but also doesn't feel like it's been going that long. Uh, coming up here in August will be the two-year anniversary of the podcast, and I gotta say. Just right off the top, a big thank you, and I say this all the time on the podcast, a big thank you to all of you for supporting the show, supporting our sponsors, and just hanging out with me every day. I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time for doing that. And a reminder for you guys, if you're not already, make sure to follow the show on social media, Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, regardless of where you're listening in from on your podcast providers, Apple Podcast. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, just the myriad of podcast providers. Make sure you're following the show so you never miss a daily episode of this because we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you you guys need to know about as well as passing along insider information that you will not find anywhere else each and every day. So once again, I don't want to spend too much time talking about 500th episode, but it has been just an absolutely wild but exhilarating and fun ride all the way with you guys. And I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as I enjoy bringing it to you each and every day. Uh, To go from a high note in that regard, I need to talk a little bit about where the convergence of politics, life, and sports converge. And I know a lot of you like the whole stick to sports thing on this podcast. But when it crosses over, we do need to address it. BYU yesterday, the football program, uh, put out a statement, and I'll read it for you here. Uh, It said, quote, As an athletic department, we are aligned with BYU and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to, quote, stand against racism and violence in any form and are committed to promoting a culture of safety, kindness, respect, and love. Continued, we pledge our commitment to, to join with collegiate athletic departments across the country to enact positive change and foster a fundamental respect for the digni- dignity 
of every human soul. I'm not here to preach to you guys about your political views, politics in general, but it does need to be addressed of what's going on in our nation. There's a lot going on. We've seen it right here at home along the Wasatch Front with protests going on Saturday evening, another protest that uh, happened last night in Salt Lake City, and it's happening nationwide. Regardless of whatever is happening, I like what BYU put out there yesterday. I thought it was straightforward, to the point, and it spoke to exactly what it should be all about. The quote, to stand against racism and violence in any form and are committed to com- promoting a culture of safety, kindness, respect, and love. That's the, what's, that's what the essence of what we should be doing every day in our lives. So I, I respect BYU. I can't thank them enough for putting out this statement. Uh, they're joining a bunch of other college football coaches, college coaches in general, uh, political talking heads, uh, college athletic departments, regardless of whatever facet of life. A lot of them putting out statements in the last few days regarding what happened with the George Floyd situation in Minneapolis. But I can respect what BYU is doing because they are not stepping out of line because they are a faith-based institution that is aligned with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And they just had a very straightforward statement and left it as it will be. And I, regardless of your political persuasion, uh, if you're religious or not, and I'm guessing the majority of you who listen to this podcast are Fully aware, BYU's mission as a as the sponsoring institution of BYU, the sponsoring uh, ch- church, is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and I just sit back and I marvel at everything going on in the world. And first, it makes me sad, but at the same time, I also look at the opportunity we all have to come together and make for a better future. And I hope that all of the crap that's been going on over the past few days. Ever since uh, Mr. Floyd lost his life there in Minneapolis, I hope the statement and the, the, the sentiment of what has been being protested about and what has been going on, it can be, go to the heart of everybody. Like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on this on today's podcast, but I do think that we all need to acknowledge what is going on in the world. It's something you can't ignore, and it intersects with sports. It really does. We've seen all kinds of sports figures speaking out on this, uh, some making statements, and some even on the field if their sporters are playing, mainly in the German Bundesliga, the German Soccer League, uh, making statements with their play on the field and their celebrations and the like. Regardless, like I said, of whatever you may believe in, where you stand on things, let's all just get along. I think that's the biggest thing I take away from this. I I subscribe to the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I hope we all can work together to make for a better future. I'm not going to sit here and just bark at you guys about you guys need to do this, you guys need to do that. But I do think when we have a situation like we have been faced with in our country, speaking of the United States of America currently, I think we can all sit up a little bit straighter, pay a little more attention, try to listen a little bit more. We've got two ears and one mouth You heard that statement before. I'm going to tell you guys again. We all have two ears and one mouth. Let's try and listen a little bit more than we talk. And let's all work together for the better good. But I wanted to thank BYU and the BYU Athletic Department for putting out the statement that they did. I thought it was, like I said, straightforward to the point. And I thought it was was well done. No bloviating uh, statements, etc. No uh, political persuasion. Just straightforward, 
this is what we're trying to do, and this is how we're going to work with other college athletic departments to bring about positive change. And I applaud the BYU athletic department and all the BYU sports programs for doing so. All right, we'll get off the political, we'll get off the soapbox. We're going to talk about uh, former BYU football players. The greatest players wear the number 93 here in just a second. Some standout candidates in this group. We'll talk about that here in a second. Before we do that, though, you heard me talk about all along. We are brought to you today by our title sponsor, and that is our good friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a local company. If you live in Utah County, you probably have heard of them, and they're revolutionizing protein bars. Plain and simple, they are trying to make the most delicious protein bars there ever were invented that are also healthy and can help anybody that's being health conscious, regardless of where you're at along that scale. Built Bar is a fantastic company. They legitimately have protein bars that taste like a candy bar. I talk about this all the time, guys. I have been stunned at the flavor and just the the overall tastiness of these protein bars. I want to encourage you guys to check them out. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can learn more about this company. It's a local company right here in Utah, so you're supporting the Utah economy when you support Built Bar. Uh, Great deal going on right now. You go to pr- use the promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your first order. Once again, it's the promo code locked on for $10 off your first order at builtbar.com. I told you guys I've been looking forward to trying the pineapple upside down cake flavor that they had just launched recently in the last week or so. My box showed up late last week and it was the first thing I pulled out of the box to try. I have to tell you guys, I loved it. I still think my favorite flavor so far is the peanut butter brownie. But there are some absolutely delicious flavors out there. There are over 22, I believe, at this point, and they're continuing to add flavors every day, it feels like. So check them out, BuiltBar.com. All the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high in protein and high fiber. You can't go wrong with Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off your first order, and let them know that LOCKEDON Cougar sent you when you stop by. Once again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Built Bar, proud sponsor of us here on LOCKEDON Cougars and the LOCKEDON Podcast Network. The player countdown reaches day number 93 today. That means we're 93 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Rice Eccles Stadium up there in Salt Lake City. And it seems like it's uh, already a week gone by in this player countdown series. And before too long, we're going to be on the downward slope in terms of halfway through this. And it seems like football is just quickly coming. And that's the best part about this is what I try and do each and every day is make it just that much more fun and get you a little more hyped as we get closer and closer to football season. And day number 93, we're looking at the greatest football players to wear the number 93 in a program and also athletic department history. Today features four more football players, all of them defensive linemen for the BYU football program. The nominees, and by the way, if you want to vote on this, we have a fan vote. I'll let you guys have your say on who you think the greatest players to wear that respective number are. You can do that on Twitter. We, you can look us up. Locked on Cougars is the handle. Uh, you can weigh in. We put up these polls, and uh, we allow the fans to have their vote, and it may coincide with who I think is the greatest player to wear that number in BYU football history, or may disagree, and we'll talk about that each and every day, and that's the fun part about this podcast. But the nominees for number 93 included the man, the myth, the legend, fear the beard himself, Brett Kiesel out of Grable, Wyoming. Grable High School played in the late 90s and early 2000s for BYU. 
Bud Orr, a former JUCO transfer from BYU who played for the Cougars in the late 80s. Byron Frisch, uh, a defensive lineman from Bonita, California. Bonita Vista High School played in the late 90s in his own right for the Cougars. And then finally, Brad Anai, who played for the Cougars from 1979 to 1981, uh, part of the famed Anai family. And all of them, fantastic defensive linemen for the BYU football program. And the fan vote, heavily in favor of Fear the Beard himself, Brett Kiesel. Now, I am going to disagree with this, saying with this caveat. Brett Kiesel did not start at BYU till his senior year. I think the fan vote is being swayed by what he did in the pro ranks with what was a nine or 10 year career in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you can't take that away from him. He was absolutely a revelation in the NFL playing in that three, four defense for the Steelers and a standout player at that carved out a great career for himself after being a late round draft pick. But I feel like his success in the NFL and the moniker fear the beard with that ferocious beard he grew while he was in the NFL playing for the Steelers pushed him over the top. I'm actually going to pick a former teammate of his in Byron Frisch is my pick, Jay Catch's pick, as the best player to wear a BYU uniform and the number 93 because of Frisch's consistency over four years of what he did in a BYU uniform. I've got nothing against uh, nothing against our good friend Brett Kiesel. In fact, if he were to get mad at me, I'd probably change my vote. So, Brett, if you're listening, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to change my vote on this. But the fan vote on this absolutely uh, was in favor of Brett Kiesel. Over 70, uh, at time of recording, 76% of the vote going in favor of Brett Kiesel as the best player to wear the number 93 according to the fan vote. But my pick is Byron Frisch, a former defensive lineman, like I said, out of Bonita, California. In his four years at BYU, look at these stat totals. 210 total tackles, 126 of them individual, 23 overall sacks, 43 tackles for loss for a total yardage loss of 150 yards, 7 forced fumbles, and 46 quarterback hits. If we're looking simply at a career in a BYU uniform, I actually don't think it's a debate in terms of Byron Frisch versus Brett Kiesel. If you want to involve the pro careers, absolutely. Brett Kiesel probably gets the nod with the Super Bowl championship he won with the Steelers and his longevity at the pro ranks. But if we're looking strictly at what you did in a BYU uniform, and I'm speaking of that's what I'm kind of gauging this on, Byron Frisch, in my opinion, is the pick. You guys may disagree, and feel free to reach out anytime. I love hearing your guys' thoughts on things. Uh, Locked On Cougars can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime. You also can email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. It's a great way to reach out to the show as well. And you guys may disagree, but I'm picking Byron Frisch. And that's not to take away anything from Brad and I, because Brad and I played in the late uh, 70s, early 80s on some great teams at BYU. He totaled 94 total tackles, 21 sacks, 14 tackles for loss. That doesn't make sense because sacks are also tackles for loss, but whatever. 51 quarterback hits, three pass breakups, and six forced fumbles. I think he was an absolutely stellar player. Also had an interception and return for a touchdown in 1980. Speaking of an eye, and the guy who didn't get much love in this was Brad Orr. And I thought he had a good two years at BYU after being a JUCO transfer from Dixie Junior College. 94 total tackles in his two years as a Cougar, 10 sacks, nine of them as a senior in 1989. 
fantastic showing in terms of quarterback hits as well. Seven total for his career in a BYU uniform. I think all four of these defensive linemen for BYU were standouts. But if we're looking simply at numbers and the consistency over your entire collegiate career in a BYU uniform, like I said, I don't think you can go against Byron Frisch, and he is my pick. Uh, You guys may be upset with that. I completely understand that. I don't blame you if you're upset about it. But like I said, I think the pick very clearly to me is just what you've done in a BYU uniform. That's what we're looking back on. The greatest players to wear that number in BYU history. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't, in my mind, entail what they did in the pro ranks. You may disagree, and I completely respect that, but I'm looking at this simply from what they did in a BYU uniform and what Byron Frisch did in a BYU uniform. That consistency as he took off as a freshman on that 1996 Cotton Bowl team and carried on through some lean years in the years after that under Lavelle Edwards. Just a fantastic, fantastic career. Uh, And like I said, you guys may disagree, but feel free to reach out and let me know of your disagreement. The current player wearing the number 93 for BYU is another personality in his own right. And that is Bracken L. Bakri. And I I think Bracken L. Bakri is a great representative of BYU. All kinds of personality, like I just mentioned. The guy just, I think if he doesn't want to do anything else in life, I think he'd have a fantastic career as a pro wrestler. He's got the temperament for it. I think that that little bit of a screw loose, uh, to use that term, upstairs that would just make him, I think, an absolutely stellar pro wrestler. Who knows what his future holds, but I, I can respect a guy like Bracken Albacri. He plays every down on the football field as if it's his last, and I love watching that young man, young man play football. And I think he'll carry on the legacy of some great defensive linemen to wear the number 93 in a BYU uniform, and he'll do so handsomely. I think that there, there will be a number of BYU football players like a Bracken Albacri to come in future years, but they can look back at the legacy left by some of their forebears. And I'm speaking of guys like a Byron Frisch, like a, uh, uh, like a, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, Brett Kiesel, man, I'm struggling on this. I apologize, but I think that the legacy left by these guys who've worn the number 93 in a BYU uniform going all the way back to Brad and I, Bud Orr in the 90s and in, in, in the late 80s, speaking of Bud Orr, and then in the 90s, Byron Frisch on into Brett Kiesel who played through the early 2000s. There have been some great players to wear that number, and here's hoping that more and more will come, and I think Bracken L. Bakri is just the latest in a long line. Bracken may not have the most sheer talent of a, of any player on the field, but I'll tell you this much. Nobody has a bigger heart and more desire and will to win than Bracken L. Bakri, and I think he's a fantastic representative of that number for the BYU football program. All right, so there you go. Number 93, I'm picking Byron Frisch. Uh, the majority of you think it's Brett Kiesel. Weigh in with your thoughts. Like I said, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to send your hate mail there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. Love hearing from you guys there. Needed to take a minute today and talk to you about a good friend of ours and a new sponsor here on the podcast, and that is Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving the auto parts customers online for the past 20 years. What you guys need to do is go to rockauto.com and search and shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. 
Regardless of the type of car that you drive, Rock Auto can help you guys out. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. If you want to put shag carpeting in your car, I guarantee Rock Auto can help you guys out. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and the prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. If you're a guy that likes to work in your garage or you like to work out in your driveway, you don't want to take this to a shop, rockauto.com is the place for you to get your parts. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Once again, locked on. That's all you got to write when the how did you hear about us pops up. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com and let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you when you stop by. Busy Tuesday here on the podcast does not stop. We need to talk about the NCAA transfer portal for both the BYU football program and the BYU basketball program. Let's start off on the football front of things. As I reported yesterday, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter, as I've mentioned previously. I tweeted out that Alex Mescala, a linebacker turned defensive end for the BYU football program, has entered the NCAA transfer portal. We've talked about this in the past, but BYU is under a scholarship crunch and they need to get a number of guys either to decide to stay as a walk-on with the football program and lose their scholarship or move on. And it appears that Alex Mescala has chosen the latter and will be looking for a new home to play college football. Uh, Mescala came to BYU as a member of the 2018 football uh, recruiting class gray shirted his first year and if you guys don't know what a gray shirt is a gray shirt is a student athlete that takes part-time classes for his first semester or two in college before enrolling in full-time classes in the uh, year that they're going to start playing with the football program in essence it delays your college eligibility clock from starting until the football program brings you on board so alex muscala in the fall semester of 2018 was a gray shirt so he took part-time classes up to nine credits is kind of the ceiling you can take. And then in the January of 2019, he joined the football program as a scholarship athlete. And then from that point on, was a member of the football program. Never did much this past season. Spent the year redshirting, playing on the scout team and plying his trade. And early on in spring uh, camp, the, what, six practices BYU had, he actually had made the move to defensive end. Didn't necessarily stand out there either, and I think that he's a guy that'd be better served, in my opinion, moving down a level. Playing at the FCS level seems to be the right fit for a kid like Mascala. Just in my opinion, I like I said, I am I, I have a somewhat trained eye when it comes to football talent, but by no means am I a talent evaluator extraordinaire. But I think that Alex Mescala was a casualty of the scholarship crunch that BYU football finds themselves under. And he'll be looking for his next gig and wishing him nothing but the best as he moves on here from the BYU football program and looks for a new home. Uh, I think there'll be a number of uh, names still to come that you'll see enter the NCAA transfer portal. And I will do my best to cover that for you guys every day here on the podcast, keeping you up to date on the names coming in and out of the football program. More of them going out, I unfortunately, it appears. Uh, they're still dealing with that scholarship crunch. And I, I've heard people tell me that there's five scholarships over. I've had people tell me as many as 15 scholarships over. 
I think the truth lies in the middle somewhere. I think that five, six, seven, eight range in terms of scholarships being over the 85 scholarship limit is where BYU lies. So there are still names to come. I think that will be entering the NCAA transfer portal. And essentially, they're just a casualty of how things go. I know the football coaches at BYU will give them an option. If you want to stay here and pay your way and prove yourself, then maybe we can get you back on scholarship at some point down the road. Feel free. But I think a number of these student-athletes uh, will decide to move on and look for a new home and wishing them nothing but the best as they decide to do that. Now, conversely, on the basketball front of things, we talked about this yesterday, BYU still looking uh, for the, uh, the, another guard to add the, to the BYU basketball roster, if not two more players to add to the roster. And it looks like one may be coming from right up the road in Orem, Utah. Brandon Averett, a point guard uh, from UVU, entered the NCAA transfer portal, as I reported yesterday. He is listed as a grad transfer in the transfer portal, meaning he has one year of eligibility remaining this coming season. We've talked about how BYU appears to be targeting guys who'd have to sit out a year potentially and then take over the point guard responsibilities. But Averett's a guy that I think you would take regardless. He averaged 12.8 points per game this past year for Mark Madsen in his first year at UVU. Uh, was a member of the WAX all-newcomer team after formally transferring uh, from Oklahoma State to UVU and sitting out uh, his year in residence while the final season of Mark Pope's tenure. I think he's got a previous relationship with the BYU coaching staff is currently comprised, and it would not surprise me if BYU were uh, very much in the mix for a kid of Averett's uh, ability. Who knows if they ultimately land him. There have been guys I thought that, like Isaiah White, another UVU transfer who was recruited by Mark Pope. I thought BYU would be more in the mix with a young man like that. But come to find out, he pretty much said, I'm not interested in BYU and jumped to USC. So... I think it's all on an individual basis. The relationship they had with Mark Pope, how strong is it? How strong is it now versus what it was when they were together at UVU? I think it's all all a big debate, and we'll see what happens. But Brandon Averett is absolutely a name for BYU basketball fans to keep an eye on because I think he's the type of guy that would fit right into BYU's plans this year as a graduate transfer, a proven uh, player at both the P5 level and at the, the WAC, what, mid-major level, I guess is what we're still calling it. 12.8 points per game is not something to be overlooked. He started all 30 games this past year at point guard for UVU. I saw him in person a few different times. He's not the biggest guy on the court. 5'11", 175 pounds, according to the roster uh, from UVU. So he's a true point guard. He's a guy who is going to have to run the point and control the ball. But I think that would free up a guy like Alex Barcelo to play a little bit more off the ball if he needed to in certain sets for BYU basketball. So I think it would be a good addition for BYU if they can land a kid of the caliber of Brandon Averett. I can guarantee you this, though. BYU is not going to be the only program that's uh, looking at Brandon Averett saying, you know what, you can come here and play. Because guys who average double-digit scoring in college basketball, those are the guys who are the most in demand when it comes to the NCAA transfer portal. We talked about some of the other targets for BYU on yesterday's podcast. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, But... I think right now, if I had to gauge it after the news of uh, yesterday coming out with regards to uh, Brandon Averett entering the NCAA transfer portal, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that he is not option number one, the top option or the top target for the BYU basketball program in the NCAA transfer portal. 
I could be completely wrong on that, but that's just my gut reaction to it, and we'll see what happens. But I think this would be a good addition for the BYU basketball program. They can still probably go out and find another guard who has to sit out a year and then can take over uh, the next season as the point guard with Barcelo and, in theory, Averett moving on after exhausting their eligibility. But that's another topic for another day, so we'll talk about that at some point down the road here. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for all of you for your continued support of the show. It's brought to you today by our good friends at Rock Auto, as well as our good friends at Built Bar, our title sponsor. BuiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On. I'll say it once again, and that's for you, Finn Daddy, Casey Finlinson, uh, reaching out to me on social media the other day about his son and uh, listening to this podcast. Hunter, this is a shout-out to you. Thanks for tuning in every night before you go to bed. You are my type of BYU fan, and a big thank you for your support of the podcast. also need to take a minute and give a shout-out to a good friend and a sponsor here on the podcast, and that is Seth and his team at All Guard Pest Control. If you've listened to this podcast for some time, you've heard me talk about All Guard, a local company here along the Wasatch Front, and they are the best of the best when it comes to pest control. Seth came out to my house yesterday and treated my house, and it was absolutely phenomenal. He did a great job. He was professional as can be. I can tell you this much. The peace of mind that my wife now has is worth its weight in gold. And a big thank you to Seth and his team from All Guard Pest Control. Big shout out to them. And if you guys need pest control services, regardless of whatever it is, spiders, ants, uh, termites, they can handle it all at All Guard. Seth is a fantastic small business owner, and he's doing great things. I would encourage you guys, if you're looking for somebody to take care of your pest control needs, call All Guard Pest Control. Their phone number, 801-851-1812. I'm not being paid to say this. All Guard stopped by yesterday and took care of me, and I love having them on board as a sponsor on the podcast, but this is just a shout-out. Plain and simple to Seth and his team at All Guard for taking care of my home. And I hope you guys will trust uh, your home to them as well at All Guard. They do a fantastic job, professionals can be, and the safest products in the industry. If you want to call them, 801 851 1812. That's All Guard Pest Control. Tell Seth and his team locked on Cougar sent you when you hit them up. All right, that's it for today's edition of the show. Big thank you once again for your continued support each and every day. Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back with you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 2nd, 2020, episode 500. We will talk to you tomorrow with episode 501.